Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, what a Monday we have in store for you here on the program. Thank you for being here on a holiday. What an NFL weekend we just got through. I'm trying not to sound too peacocky. Because I got a lot of stuff right on Friday. If it makes you feel better, especially for for Pretty Daddy, the executive producer, who had a rough weekend on the old prediction front, he did shame me in a private moment without even being there. So I'll I'll, I'll bring that. It involves sweatpants. Bring that up here in a little bit. Look, Joe Theismann's going to be on the show to help us break down everything that we saw over the weekend. We've got two games today because of that snow bowl that is still looking pretty snowy in Buffalo that got moved to today. So we've got, obviously, Eagles-Bucks is the night game. Steelers-Bills later on this afternoon, early evening, those of you on the East Coast. But a lot of stuff to get into. Jared Goff, revenge game, great great football game. Where Bill Belichick's going to go, that'll have to do with where we're going to start. Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes all over again. We'll slip in a few other sports, but it's mostly an NFL day. If you want to weigh in, you want to call, you got a perspective, uh, you're a Cowboys fan, you want to get on the couch and just say, Bill, why did I give them my trust and faith and not listen to you? Whatever. 855-212-4CBS. Let me say it slower. You can write it down. We got you. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter sports writer, Tommy, executive producer, Tom DeCelestino, Pretty Daddy at Pretty Daddy CBS. I'm in a good mood, okay? Because I like to be right and I like to make money. And the Texans, Packers, money line Parlay that Tom rolled his eyes at. And our guy Nick Costos, who's amazing, politely, right? He's very politely said, you're an idiot, I think, was sort of the... But he didn't say that. He's like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Came home. It won big. And I had a point during that Packers beatdown of the Cowboys yesterday to do what we call in the gambling world is a hedge. Right at a point where as the Packers pulled away, I could have bet on the Cowboys and gotten a middle, actually. I could have middled, too. And my brother, who I bet with, you know, we use your little conservative, let's get a middle, where, where basically you, the Packers can cover the original bet, but you have a new bet, you can win both, you win extra money. But you can also kind of hedge in that respect. If the Cowboys came back, I always, I always, I always middle. And I wrote my brother, don't do it, because Dak is Dak, and Mike McCarthy is Mike McCarthy, and the Cowboys are toast. The thing is... They always were. You have to fire Mike McCarthy. You have to fire him beyond a doubt. You have to draft. You have Dak for another year. You have to draft a quarterback if you're the Dallas Cowboys in this upcoming draft. 
It's probably not going to work the way it has for Green Bay, but they just showed you that it's okay to draft the quarterback of the future when you've got a quarterback of the present. The thing is, Dak is not the quarterback of the present. This debacle was as as much Dak Prescott's fault as anybody's. And before you get into the defense, let the Packers score 48 points, everything is on Dak Prescott. Every single thing that happened in that game is on Dak Prescott. First four possessions. I haven't memorized. I saw it. It's seared in my mind. I'm still going to read it from a piece of paper because I don't believe it even though I knew it would happen. One of those things, right? It was like watching Michael Jordan back in the day. You knew it was going to happen, but you still couldn't believe your eyes. It's that, but it's the bad side of it. These are offensive possessions for the Cowboys. Punt, interception, punt, pick six, and then it was 27-0. And the game was over. And here's the thing. I'm taking nothing away from Jordan Love. He was exceptional. The guy was so good. He entered that game as part of the reason I bet on the Packers. I mean, the main reason is the Cowboys always lose these games. They always carry the weight of futility in their history. They are never a team who's 11, 12, 10, 13. Who cares how many wins they have? Regular season accomplishments translate to any kind of excellence in the postseason. And Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy 100% epitomize that. Look, Dak is to blame and McCarthy is to blame. They're like that codependent couple who each have these, these incredible flaws and they feed off each other and make each other the worst versions of themselves, but they'd still be bad versions if they were separate. Got to separate these two. Mike McCarthy is a loser, 1-3 and three in the postseason as the Cowboys head coach. Dak Prescott is a loser. And I don't mean it in the, in the euphemism, put it on Twitter, he called this guy a loser. I mean sports are a thing where we measure success based on wins and losses, and Dak Prescott is 2-5 and five in the playoffs, and a lot of those games are at home because, in, at least in theory, a lot of the times they play well in the regular season. They are losers. The Cowboys have fewer wins now at that beautiful Jerry World billion-dollar statute and testament to their owner. They have fewer playoff wins, too, than the Green Bay Packers do. Now, maybe you don't follow sports very closely. The Green Bay Packers, see, they play in Green Bay. They're only going to Dallas when it's sort of coincidental with the matchups and when the bracket goes a certain way. This was Dak Prescott's fault. When you're the Cowboys' defense, and maybe more importantly, you're the defensive coordinator. Okay, I'm not saying the players in the field, though a little bit. When you're the defensive coordinator and you see that Dak Prescott is shook, when you see punt, pick, punt, pick six, even before that, when you see punt, pick, and Dak Prescott walking over to the sideline and looking like he doesn't know what to do, and he and CeeDee Lamb already at each other, sort of talking, it's weird, so much so the announcers couldn't stop talking about it, you are going to press the defensive coordinator. You're going to start to say to yourself, oh my God, we're going to have to do more, I can't be conservative, we're going to have to win this football game. And on the opposite side of the equation, Jordan Love has been through the ring of as a quarterback. He's been through ups and downs. Aaron Rodgers and Bart Winkler, who is now on in the evenings, had a great tweet from a, from a Packers perspective that I thought was interesting. I, th- I saw it this morning. I don't know when it came out because Twitter's stupid now and doesn't do things in order, but I guess I saw it, so it worked, where he said whatever Rodgers was, good or bad, I think he said good, he sucked the joy out of Packers football at the end, and Jordan Love brought a whole bunch of joy. And not only does that sort of experience, I think, for Jordan Love give him some toughness, he knows what it's like to see misery. So when he looks across the other side of the equation and he sees that Dak Prescott can't handle it and he sees that Dak Prescott is shook and he sees that Dallas team already pick, punt, punt, pick six, whatever the hell the order is, not even before the pick six, punt, pick, right there, first two possessions, it's going to loosen you up if you're Jordan Love. It's going to make you feel like, oh, he doesn't have it and I do. Dak Prescott told his defense and his defensive coordinator and the opposing team and the opposing quarterback, I can't do this. 
and he was telling the truth. People tell you who they are, listen. And the Green Bay Packers did, and they beat the holy you-know-what out of that Cowboys team. If you miss some of the game, it's classic Cowboys. I, I texted this to Tom. I'm a nice guy. Pretty Daddy is a, is a Cowboys sort of fan. He thought the Cowboys were going to be great. He rolled his eyes at me when I said they're going to fail. Groupthink is no think, okay? This is a really important thing to remember. And this is so common in sports media. People are so afraid that they're going to get called Skip Bayless. Literally, socially, like some guy, that they they don't think for themselves. And I'm not saying Pretty Daddy. I'm saying my colleagues out there talking and writing about this stuff. Cowboys won a bunch of games. They have the best offense in in football. They, They can't lose at home. But if you dug a little deeper, the Cowboys couldn't win against good teams. They didn't this year. Their one big test was against a Dolphins team that we saw as not legitimate. And the Dolphins won that game. But more importantly, Dak Prescott's history is Dak Prescott's history. And it was always going to go this way. The score was 48-32. to 32, But the, the actual score, the translated real score, was 152 to minus 8 or minus 10. Look, Dak Prescott started to loosen up when the game was over. Started to move the football when it was already done. It is classic box score padding by a guy who's sensational when he doesn't have to be and can't be sensational when he must be. I don't know how many yards he passed for because I don't care and I didn't look. It was probably 400. Probably Was it? Tom's giving me the yeah. I was going to say 380 to 400. Very, very, very different than some of the other games that happened over the course of the weekend. Dak Prescott was garbage. And his ability to complete passes toward the end of the game and make some real throws and to fake a close game at the end. It's a fake close game. That is, that is as much the problem with Dak Prescott as what you saw in the first half. Because it just shows you that when there is pressure, Dak Prescott cannot do it. And when there is not pressure, he can. And give, give Mike McCarthy credit for creating an environment in the regular season where it didn't feel that important. Or give the NFL schedule makers credit for putting a bunch of bums in front of the Cowboys week after week after week after week. The reality is Mike McCarthy is not a winning football coach. And Dak Prescott is not a winning quarterback. Now, it's easier to fire your head coach in the National Football League, and that is what Jerry should do right now today. Right now, this moment, today, while I'm talking to you at, what is it, 9.09 in the morning in Dallas, Jerry should be calling Mike McCarthy and saying, you're, you're my guy, and I love you, and you're great, and you're also gone. And go find someone else. I think it's Bill Belichick. That has its problems, by the way. We'll get into a little bit. Now, it is easy to get rid of a quarterback, and what the Cowboys have is sort of what Arizona has in, in, in Kyle Murray, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a talented QB that you doubt what, he, what they can do. But unlike in Arizona, I have a big enough postseason sample size to know Dak Prescott is not the guy. Now, he is under contract for another year. The cap hit is exorbitant. And there's always the, the siren song. There's the temptation to think that what you just saw in this football game yesterday where the Dallas Cowboys quarterback abdicated every ounce of responsibility, turned the ball over twice, missed throw after throw after throw, could not complete passes, at least when the game was still somewhat close to the most dynamic receiver on the face of the earth, not named Tyreek Hill, again and again and again, Dak Prescott just announced, and it translated into reality, I can't do this, we can't win, oh my God, what are we going to do? That's who he is. And you want to fall for the okie-dokie temptation that he's going to switch and change again, like everybody fell for 48 hours ago, 24 hours ago, fine, be my guest, do it. What I'm doing if I'm Jerry Jones is I recognize I have to have Dak Prescott next year. He's going to be there in part of the part of the equation. It, it kind of is what it is. I am drafting a quarterback. they got to draft properly. I mean, give God. By the way, I'm a Bears fan. I've never rooted for a Packers team as much as I've rooted 
for the Packers last night. I'd like to pretend it's because of the money. It's not. What happened to Jordan Love, what Aaron Rodgers put him through, reminds me, ironically, of what Brett Favre put Aaron Rodgers through, that, that, that pressure to replace an all-time great. Give the Packers credit for their drafting ability. Dallas can't just draft a QB and end up with Aaron Rodgers or end up with Jordan Love. They're going to have to, to, to do it properly. But you draft the right quarterback in this upcoming draft, somewhere in that draft, and he sits behind Dak Prescott, and a year from now, when the Cowboys under Bill Belichick or some other coach win 11 or 12 games, and then Dak Prescott turns into a pumpkin again because the clock has struck playoff midnight, then you go to that person. Dak Prescott is the problem. Dak Prescott is to blame. And, and he kind of knows it here because there's no defending Mike McCarthy either. It is both of them. And after that humiliation, a game where Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is not a speechless man. I mean, Jerry's a lot of things, but he's usually a talker. When Jerry Jones says, I don't know what I just saw, I can't reach, he said he can't reach back to his history to, to remember a playoff loss that painful. This is the worst playoff football team this century if you play enough playoff games. We're not including teams that got in once or twice. And Dak Prescott was asked about whether McCarthy should be on the hot seat and whether he knows it or not, he also told on himself. I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Tom was freaking out. He's like, he's like, Trey Lance. It's not Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not going to replace Dak Prescott. He's broken. Draft. Although, you know what? Like, draft a quarterback and maybe it pushes Trey Lance behind the scenes. Draft the right quarterback. And if it's Bill Belichick, and we'll get into that conversation in a few minutes, maybe, maybe you sign a veteran. I mean, wacko for Flacco turned out just wacko for buying into that stupid rhyme, right? You saw, you saw that. Get, and give the Texans credit. The Texans had a Great tweet, by the way, after the Cowboys game. Texas's team is what they tweeted. That is the least surprising, shocking outcome in an NFL playoff game that, I, that I've ever talked about in my professional career. Dallas was never going to win more than one playoff game because they don't. And it was inevitable, in retrospect, they were going to lose this game. Jordan Love entered that game on an 18-touchdown-to-one-interception run over the last half, a little bit less than that, course of the regular season. Jordan Love, he, he struggled a little bit in the first half of the year, and, and the Packers did too, and then he clicked into form. It's easy to miss these things, because we don't watch every single game, and people don't follow one team obsessively unless you're a beat writer. But the reality is that the Cowboys had won games against nobodies, and the Packers had won difficult games they had to win with a quarterback proving himself. Dak Prescott was always the person that can't perform in these moments, and Jordan Love, it turns out, is more than capable of handling the pressure of playing a team like the Cowboys who are announcing through their quarterback, we can't handle this, because Jordan Love's already gone through the fire and the difficulty of having to be an understudy to an Aaron Rodgers who clearly never made his life easy. The irony that Rodgers created Love the way that Favre helped create Rodgers is, is not lost on me. And that's a Packers conversation. We can have it. Dak Prescott is not a winner. Mike McCarthy is not a winner. They could go 17-0 in a regular season, and this would be the outcome. Fire Mike McCarthy and start making a plan for somebody other than Dak Prescott. That is the only way forward for the Cowboys. Until then, they're America's team as a punchline, and we talk about them as much as we do only because it is an interesting topic of a team that was once great. Talking about the Cowboys as much as we do is like talking about Rome 100 years after it fell. Remember when that place was great? Yeah, that was awesome. 
Who cares? I don't know enough about history. The Visgoths? I don't even A, I mispronounced it, and B, I don't think that's right. I don't know if the Packers win their next game. I know that they're building a consistent winner. The Cowboys have a loser for a coach and a loser for a QB, and when that's what you have, no matter how many regular season games you win against bad teams, you know what you add up to being? A loser. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. All right, we're, we're going to get into the Jared Goff revenge game. It was a great, honestly, it was a great weekend of football, but the only good game was Goff versus his former team in Detroit, and it was emotional stuff. That is the first playoff win that the Lions just claimed since 1992. That is insanity. We're going to get into the Texans. And how they suddenly look more dangerous. Some cute. They don't know how good. They don't know they're not supposed to be this good. Makes them really, really dangerous. Mahomes look like Mahomes. But I do want to talk about Bill Belichick. Yes, he's the right guy for the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are the wrong place for him. And we'll get into both those things next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Hens lay eggs, roosters are the males, but they are all chickens. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that. No, me neither. Guess that so makes people sense. Are like, people are saying chicken like you're a chicken. They're talking about roosters because roosters are tough, aren't they? So a hen is a chicken and a rooster cock-a-doodle is a do? chicken. Cock-a-doodle-do sound like the sound that they make. kind of does, doesn't it? On CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show, Bill Ryder with you here on the program. Good morning, Pretty Daddy. Good morning, Bill. Happy Monday to you. So I got a really comfortable pair of sweats, but I, I tried to wear them out because they hang a little heavy. So there are times, and I've lost some weight, where they will be difficult to keep necessarily appropriately around my waist. So they're like house, they're sitting pants, right? They're sitting sweats. And the other day, my wife and I went to, what were we doing? We had to pick up our daughter at the mall, which is the most 
dad thing ever at this stage of my life. And uh, on the way back, my wife Lori said, let's go buy this sort of fancy schmancy little uh, bodega-y thing and get some wine and some cheese. Because Lori wants some wine and cheese, right? Yeah. Very fancy pants. Very fancy. So we, we, we dropped Madeline off. We went to the place. I'm in the place. It's fancy pants time. All these fancy pants people. One guy looked in the was clearly a male model, and Lori later said, why don't you look like that? I said, because I can't. <laughs> and I realized I had these sweats on, and I had to keep my hands in my pockets so they would stay up, and I want you to know that I hated you because <laughs> you told me I can't wear sweats out. And in this one case, you were correct. Oh, it's so good that you not only wore sweats, but you wore sweats that don't even fit. Don't fit me. <laughs> don't. Here's the thing. I, I went in. They're, they're, they're Nike sweats, and I went in at the holidays, bought them for myself, and I said, my, my wife was there. I said, hey, will these shrink in the wash? Because every time I wear something, it shrinks. And they were so judgy, like these young, hip, you know, like, yes, things shrink in the wash. <laughs> and these don't shrink in the wash, so they're huge. And I've lost a bunch of weight, so they're just, it's a, t- it's a tent. <laughs> Disguised as sweats. You've had these sweats for about a month now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that you have to hold them up in public so you don't show your uh, your derriere. They're so, derriere. They're so <laughs> comfortable. Not if they don't fit. Also, Lori thinks it's hilarious to to buy me um this is like really nice underwear, me undies, whatever. I don't they're not a sponsor. They were five years ago of something, and uh, she gets these messages. So the ones I was wearing literally said the f word, and then then the word that comes after that. So not that people want to be looking, but even if they did, it'd be like a really aggressive message. I love everything about this. Because not only do they not fit, but like you can't put your cell phone, your wallet, your car keys in so there. That, so I like, so I fly in sweatpants because it's so comfortable. And I always get upgraded first class because I fly, not always, but I, I, I fly a lot. So I'm a, so yeah, I, I, the first time I bought these, where did I fly? I flew far. I don't remember where. And... I'm like, why can't I keep my pants up? Because I had a wallet and a cell phone and keys in there. <laughs> You're a mess. You're an absolute mess. Uh, Bill Belichick, who I think would wear sweatpants. Do I think I think he'd be a sweatpant? He'd be definitely. <laughs> Look, I, I. So in every courtship between a coach and a team, there are two. We always talk about this fit makes sense. Or this guy should go. They should hire this guy. It's a two way street. Should. The Cowboys hire Bill Belichick. Yes. And I am um, Bill Belichick uncertain. His failure with the Patriots post-Tom Brady is beyond is beyond argument. And how much of that is because he can't win without Brady? How much of that is because he built bad habits that Brady covered up? I think that's probably more likely. The old disease of more from Pat Riley doesn't just apply to players. It applies to human beings. That's the point. H- how much... And this is what Belichick started to leak out. There's a great Seth Wickersham and Wright Thompson, who was my college roommate, article uh, that came out, I think, on Friday. But it got lost in all the news about the sort of exit and the end of that relationship. And one of the things that was in there, which I thought was a bit of a leak from the Belichick camp, but maybe it's true as well, right? It could be both, was Belichick thought that Kraft really started to get more involved and gave examples and destroy his culture even before Brady went away. The point is, I, I don't know if, if, if Belichick will be successful. He's worth it. And the more desperate you are and the more you have a roster-ready winner, the more Belichick makes sense as a calculated gamble. It's a gamble. There's no sure thing. Bill Parcells didn't succeed every place he went. Dallas. It's a gamble. I'm taking if I'm Jerry Jones. You have a quarterback who's talented. I don't think Dak Prescott, as I just said, is a winner. I don't think it will translate. But you have a quarterback who's talented. 
and you have a defense that, at least on paper and sometimes in practice, not this weekend, can be really, really good. You also have the, I don't know if he's the second best wide receiver in the game, but, he, but he's pretty close. If he's, you have weapons, you have tools, you have a roster. If I'm Bill Belichick, here, here's the problem I have, okay? There's a couple of reasons I'm taking a hard pause in that job. If I'm the Cowboys, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm, I'm hiring him. I'm hiring him. It's a good fit for the Cowboys. If I'm Bill Belichick, just a few things to keep, to keep note of. First of all, and this article from ESPN from Seth Wickersham and Wright Thompson really gets into why Bill Belichick believes or is trying to sell the idea of, or, or maybe it's both, why Bill Belichick believes that the culture he built in New England was critical to success and the Crafts and really Crafts' son, Bobby Cake's kid, I guess Little Cakes, we haven't come up with a name for him yet, uh, why they're interfering, but they were doing it according to the story to try to appease and sort of mitigate the fallout between their quarterback and their coach. But regardless, they're meddling with the culture a little bit, right? Affecting the ability for Belichick to win. That's Belichick's argument. Well, if culture is that important, and if it's that fragile, what in the holy hell do you think you're walking into in Dallas? You think you're going to get 20 years to build that culture? You think you can fix 20 years of historic ineptitude coded in an arrogance that doesn't even remotely fit reality in a season or two? You can't. You won't. That is warning number one. Warning number two is Dak Prescott. I think it's really easy to look at Dak Prescott if you're a successful or you think you're a successful to be head coach and say, I can make it work. It's the group think that's no think. It doesn't just apply to fans or media members. It certainly applies to front offices and coaches. And and the reality is that what made Brady Brady as much as anything on the face of the earth is that he was a winner. He's just a winner. Dak Prescott is not that thing. Most guys aren't. Most people aren't. And when you get to the 1% of 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 what you do for a living, it's really easy to believe that you are always the best. But you're not, necessarily. And Dak Prescott's not. But the main concern I have, the third reason if I'm Bill Belichick, and these things overlap and are connected, that I can't and don't want to take that job if I'm, if I'm the hoodie. And again, I'm hiring him if I'm the Cowboys. If I'm Bill Belichick, is, is I have had unchecked power at every stage of my organization. And... I am going to have a lot of troubles as Bill Belichick giving that up if I give it up. I'm also probably going to have trouble winning if I don't give it up because you need somebody to fill a roster. It's why I think the Chargers and the Cowboys on on the surface make sense, right? You can win now, and if Belichick does have full control of the roster, at least he can't degrade it so quickly that he doesn't win over the time that the roster is still complete or more or less in place the way that it is. I know, especially with the Chargers and others' cap issues, I get it. But okay, there's still talent there and obvious which guys to keep, largely. You can set up whatever system you want. You can have Bill Belichick be the guy that's in charge of roster decisions, the front office. You can have Bill Belichick bring in his own GM. You can, in theory, it's not going to happen, right, but have a different GM. But the problem is Jerry's the GM. Jerry's always been the GM. Jerry's always meddled. Jimmy, who came in a, I thought it was great, sort of like fake halftime speech on the Fox halftime show, Jimmy couldn't make it work. You think Bill Belichick's going to make it work with Jerry? I mean, Jimmy had a lot of credit in the bank. Jerry Jones is the, is the main reason if I'm Bill Belichick that I can't go. And not because Jerry's a bad guy or doesn't think Bill Belichick's amazing. He, I'm, I'm sure. In fact, there was a story going out there, and he talks about this a lot on radio down in, in Dallas. I think on our affiliate, there was a time years, years, years ago when when. Belichick had just left the Browns, where, where Bill Belichick bumped into Jerry Jones at a ski resort. Fancy pants. I think I'm fancy pants. Cheese my sweats. At a ski resort and said to Jerry, dude, I can coach. Don't forget me. Remember my name. And Jerry Jones has been haunted by the memory of that name and the fact he didn't hire him. 
So the, I would not be shocked if this if this comes together. But the 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 the, re, the reality is that it's not just coaching. It is the relationship with the front office, and Jerry Jones can never get out of his own way. And it will not create the scenario that Bill Belichick wants. Now, if Bill Belichick goes into this eyes wide open, I think failure, I think humiliation, I think embarrassment for people that are great or want to be great is a really important teacher. I'm not sure Bill Belichick's had enough time to reflect properly. I mean, it takes time. We had the exit press conference last week. It's not like he's taking a season off for even a few months. I don't know if that's enough time. But but maybe Belichick is just, I want the, I don't know, is it 13 wins? However many wins, 17, whatever, the wins he needs to get to that record and or I want to be competitive for a year or two or three. Well, then go. I get doubt. Go to the Chargers. You're gonna as bad as people think that owner is. He's not going to interfere with you the way that Jerry is. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm hiring. If I'm hiring Bill Belichick, but if I'm any coach on the face of the earth, I don't want to go and be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for all the reasons I laid out. And Belichick, in particular, his expectations of control, his expectations of culture, his expectations of his relationship with the front office or owner, that is not going to be what he gets in Jerry Jones. Do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, all right, we're going to get into... I want to get into all this stuff. I want. By the way, let me just throw a couple things at you. Just the joy of sports. We can break down some of these games. One, watching... So I'm not, like, super emotionally involved with Jared Goff. I don't know the guy. I'm not super worried about his legacy. I loved what he did for the city of Detroit. I think that's really cool. I'm not from there, but I'm from Iowa, and I'm from a blue-collar city there. I, Detroit's a, a larger version of that, right? In terms of like some of the economic downturns and realities over the last 20 or 30 years. I, I like the idea of, of, of the Lions winning. But Jared Goff in particular, like, okay, cool. He's sort of an instrument for that for me, not the inspiration for why I'm a little invested in this Detroit Lions team. But when they beat the Rams, and the look on Sean McVay's face, and the way McVay sent Goff out, and they were selling this pretty hardcore in the broadcast, but I kind of bought it, that Goff in some ways, for a Cali kid who's super rich and has had a pretty charmed life, and he earned that charmed life, Goff representing Detroit, right? This idea of, like, you've been battered, you've been insulted, people have said you don't have value, and you shove that, that idea in the face of those people with this kind of victory against the guy who shipped you out of L.A., Pretty, I got. I mean, emotional is the wrong word, but I was like, hell yeah, I was fired up. It was beautiful. We're going to get into that. Also, my cousin Rachel went to the Chiefs game at Arrowhead, drove down from Chillicothe, Missouri. Rachel, you're, you're a crazy person, but I love you. That what are you, what are you doing? It was too cool to go. My wife's cousin Stephanie. Tom, you ready for this? I don't have all the details. They drove up from Joplin with a group of friends from their, from their, from their neighborhood, and they got, she and her husband got a flat tire. They didn't notice until they were tailgating. But they didn't want to, I guess, interfere with the tailgate. And they didn't want to do it after the game. So he went out at halftime and changed <laughs> his flat tire. Wow. At some point during this, uh, his wife, Stephanie, my wife's cousin, was like, do you smell that? Is somebody's hair burning? And they're all looking around for hair burning. She had some, I don't know, I'm not a fancy guy. She had some, like, down coat on or coat with feathers. Her coat had been set on fire. What? I'm assuming during the tailgate. What? And they had to put it out. And then a bunch of ladies walked by and said, I've had that same thing happen to me. What the heck? It was so cold, she didn't know that she was on fire a little oh bit. Oh, my goodness. Did you see, did you see the uh, videos of the, of the water, bottles of water coming out of the cooler at Arrowhead and just immediately freezing? I did. You couldn't pay me enough money to be at that game. No way would I be in the stands. I was thinking about it. I used to work at the Kansas City Star, and I used to go to these games. And I... I work for a guy who, what's the word? It wasn't very nice. But I'm trying to, like, decide if I were still a beat writer. I, was I, was I wasn't a beat writer. But if I had to go to these games, 
Can I just say I'm not going? Like, yeah, I'm actually not going to go. I'm going to cover my TV. <laughs> I'm pulling the cold card. Yeah, like that's beyond cold. It's the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Yeah, well, hold on, by kickoff standards. Like, also, they didn't clarify. That's by kickoff, and I think that is I think that is the actual temperature. I don't think they're including the wind chill, yeah. which is a dumb way to measure it. Wind chill because, was, is, it was between minus 20 and minus 27. How, it got down to negative 33, I know, at one point. How about you, you, you do that? How about you do, how about you do what people are feeling? I mean, Mahomes' helmet cracked. It was so cold. No, that's just because he's a superhero. <laughs> that's just because he's – what a game. All right, so we will talk about that Chiefs game, and we will talk about that Houston Texans beatdown of the Browns, which I also bet on the Texans. Let's go me. Can I say let's go? I just did it. So let's go me Monday. And we'll talk about that, that Lions game. There's still more football to get into. We'll break it down if you've got a take. 855-212-4CBS. As much as that Packers win was beautiful – why that Chiefs game should scare the holy you-know-what out of every single team, certainly the AFC and maybe the entire NFL, every remaining team in the playoffs. We'll dive into that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Mr. Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. I'm not a big jam guy. I love, oh, I'm not I'm not a big toast guy all the time, but like give me some jam. Give me some toast, I'm not into it. Give me some toast that comes with my food, and then you bring me the jam, I'm down. What about grape jelly? Does that count as jam? No, I don't think so. It's different. Grape jelly is jelly. Jam Got and it. jelly, two totally? I don't know about totally different know. Are they things. totally, they're sugary fruit? They're a little different. How? I'm not sure, but they're called different things, so they, they have to be different. You like one and not the other based on their name? Yes. On CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Tom, welcome back into the show. Tom, this weekend we went, Lori and I drove to Beverly Hills, which is not near where we live, and it's, it's a little fancy schmancy. Did not wear sweats, though. Thought about it. And uh, we went to breakfast with, with, a, with a couple friend, and my, um, my, my buddy, who used to be my boss, ordered four biscuits. I'm like, I don't want a biscuit. And it came with jam, and it was exquisite. Now I want a biscuit. I think jam also a a more um, a less solid consistency than jelly. Uh, I believe you are correct on that. My wife loves jam, so we always have jam in the house. I don't partake. I think it is less like, the consistency. Yeah, you, you could take you could take jelly and you could turn the jar upside down. Nothing will happen. You take the jam jar, turn it upside down, and your wife's jam is on the floor, and you have to explain your experiment. That's science right there. <laughs> that is, Str- you know, what else is science streaming. I don't know how it works. It's just amazing. I didn't mind the Peacock game. I like streaming stuff. Peacock, flawless on Saturday already, night. Already had Peacock because I did a not. soccer. I did not. Oh, I had a lot of buddies who hit me up. What am I gonna do with it now? Watch the soccer. 
Premier League. Can I tell you that I already canceled it? <sighs> Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Tom, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get on the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. Um, I believe I'm going to give you the right app. I could be getting this wrong. It could be Paramount, which would be a mistake because I work for them, but I don't think so. I believe Poker Face is on Peacock. It's a great show. It was kind of the hip thing a year ago. I think I talked about it, or the in, or the, the, the buzzing thing. You're going to have that peacock for another 29 or 30 days. Try the, the first episode is real good. Do you know what it's about? I don't at all. Drifter lady. She's not like like creepy. She just drifts, right? She's she's she, she becomes a poker dealer somewhere in Vegas, but she can just tell when people are lying. She's, a, she's an automatic human lie detector, and she tries to hide it because it leads to problems. And then in the first episode, but the thing is, like, if you kill somebody or you steal from someone and you say something, she can tell. So then she gets herself into trouble but has to solve crimes. It's pretty great. Watch it. Watch it with the wife tonight. Tell me, tell me what you think. We're doing well. We got too many shows right now. <laughs> I can't you don't. balance You don't watch anything. Shows. You don't watch anything. Yeah, we're into Yellowstone now. We got Reacher. Reacher was fantastic this week. By the way, Yellowstone is outstanding. I'm, I'm caught up. Everybody, you and several people were like, oh, the Reacher show. So I told Laura, I'm like, I got to watch Reacher Friday night late. <sighs> For for so I thought some twist was coming. It was great. I thought a main, main character was going to get killed. It was just another Reacher episode. It was good, good. Great cliffhanger. When he walks in? I mean, don't give it away. Dude, it's Reacher. He's going to be fine. He's going to, like, Reacher will be fine. Well, what about the rest of the team? Oh, my gosh. That was the big... I was actually, like... I actually had a bone to pick with you a little bit, because you certainly made it sound like something crazy happened. Fantastic episode. Yeah, great plot. Blah, blah, blah. Now we've got them all. Oh, wait, wait what? Yeah, we track track <laughs> tracking software. Huh? What? Wait, the team's captured? Yeah, yeah. Tra- uh, hey, it's the bad guy. Uh, we tracked your thing. Wouldn't they have thought of that? I thought Reacher like, knew every... Okay. Unbelievable. Un- I'm, I'm throwing my pen across the studio. <laughs> you see me? I'm flummoxed. Thank goodness I'm in sweats and I'm comfortable <sighs> for this moment. Wow. Uh, all right, can we start with... Well, let me just really quickly... That Texans team... So I bet on him, in part because I just thought C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback on the field. With all with all respect to Joe Flacco, Wacker for Flacco was stupid. And that's a lot to ask that guy. And, and, and Stroud is now, this is shocking. You told me this. I did not know this. He's the youngest player in history in the National Football League to win a playoff game. Youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. Dude, the throws he and Jordan Love made in, in those games, there, there were... There was a throw that Jordan Love made, and I, I should write this stuff down since I talk about it on the radio, where Jordan Love, midway through the game, basically off of his back foot, threw a ball 30 yards down the field for I don't, for a huge— Do you remember this play? It was on, like, a little bit of pressure. back. It was, it's the kind of throw where when Dak does it, or when Tua does it, or when a lot of—you're like, oh, okay, interception prop. Like, this ball's probably getting intercepted. And and for Love, it was just it was just a perfect throw— and Stroud in a similar way, because I know that Jordan Love's not a rookie. Obviously, he's not a rookie. But both these guys this year for the first year get to start. Now, Jordan Love, the approach where you sit a guy for, for, for 27 years because because of Aaron Rodgers. And in Stroud's case, you throw him right out there. And the commonality now is that both these guys can ball. Stroud was so, so good. And we got to see the NFL reseeds. So the Ravens will get the lowest seed, the worst team by seeing that remains. 
I got to tell you, Tom, if, if I have this right, if the Bills win the Snow Bowl today, they will host the Chiefs. But if the Steelers win, which I think is possible, by the way, then I believe the Steelers go to Kansas City and the Texans go to Baltimore. I would be a little worried about playing the Texans if I'm the Chiefs. I still think that they're the favorite in that game, but the Texans don't know that they're not supposed to be playing at this level. It reminds me of that classic film that was ruined by Hollywood executives, um, which the name I can't remember, with Kevin Costner, where he's going for the perfect for love of the game. Have you seen this movie? I great have. baseball movie. I have. So half the movie is like a great baseball movie, and half the movie is a love story that like doesn't make sense because it turns out they re as I read once, so it must be true because everything on the internet is true. The Hollywood executives were like, "This is too much of a baseball movie," and they recut it to have a lot more love interest in there. But the best part of the movie is that one of his best friend's kids, the obnoxious guy from Ally McBeal, that's how old this movie is, is up against him at the end when he's got a perfect game in the last game of his career, and the kid's so cocky he's going to break up the perfect game. Now, a little spoiler alert, he doesn't. But you think he's going to. It's a great movie, great baseball movie. That's the Texans, right? It's You're not supposed to, hey, CJ, you're not supposed to be this chill and this calm and this capable against a pretty good, at least supposed to be pretty good, Browns defense. I mean, what was the final score of that game? They put up a 100-burger? No, 45. But, like, still, it was a dominating football game. And so, I, 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 to me, even though all these games this weekend were, were, were beatdowns other than Detroit against the Rams, every one of these upsets are teams that I think can keep winning. We've seen momentum in the past, and the only Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers has won is a, is a Super Bowl back when we had one less one last game over the course of the regular season in a different format when they were the Packers were the last team in and they got on this tear. And this is a Packers team that is that's whose quarterback is in as the Jordan Love has as much positive momentum as any quarterback still playing football right now this year. The guy is just he is a machine. There's every reason to think the Packers they won't be favored, but they can win. Now they won't be playing the Cowboys, so it won't be a gimme, but they can win. They can they can win. They can win going forward. And I think, the, I think the Texans are dangerous. Do I think they're going to beat the Ravens or beat the Chiefs? I don't. But I think they can. You sometimes have these teams in the second round that get through, that advance. You're like, like if the Bucks win, if the Bucks win this game against the honestly, whatever team wins this game, it kind of feels like they're done, right? Doesn't it? And I still think the Eagles can click to that other gear. Now, I think it's a 3% chance. The Bucks don't have another gear. So if, if Tampa Bay wins, which is... I think likely going to be the outcome today. They're done. Every other team that that has won, or if you look at the Steelers, cause I'll put the Steelers there just because of Tomlin and the Bills. I don't know, man. Crazier things have happened. I don't know if I could put the Steelers in there. You said the exact same thing when I said to you, the Packers were going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't learn my lesson. It's okay. You you really um. I could tell in our text exchange you were you were emotionally hurt by I was the hurting. I was hurting. I did not expect the game to be over after the first four possessions. Like normally if if Dallas is going to give the game away, it's in crunch time. We never even got to crunch time. Like the game didn't matter in the second half. They scored a touchdown before, you know, the the first half ended. Who cares? Who cares? The game was long oh, over. Oh yeah. That that's right. The the final and they did it on the very on the final, and they got on the final play like like Dak rolled right and threw to the tight end. I think is what it was. It was I mean, it was a good play call, but it was just. And they got the ball back. It was the the the, the illusion of a close game. The really the, the good game was Rams 
was Rams against the Lions. And that was a back and forth. And give Matthew Stafford credit. Did you see him take that hit and then have some guy basically step on his chest with his spikes? I'll never question that dude's toughness. No, no, that, that is a tough, tough dude. Give Goff credit, though, because there was, it was a one-point game. There was a tie, I mean, there was a, there was a situation where if Detroit doesn't pick up a couple first downs, there's a chance to give the ball back to the Rams. I just I even texted you, oh my God, Detroit's going to lose this game. Because that felt like such a such a Detroit thing to do. And I wish I could remember the details. Again, got to start writing this stuff down. Goff completed a pass after uh, the two-minute warning that was so, I mean, it was just a, it was a route they run all the time, but was so gutsy because you expect them to like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt. That ended the game. It basically ended the game. I thought Goff, and he did overthrow one guy on that drive on the right side to sort of like, there's a little bit of, oh, no, he's Jared Goff again. I, Goff was extraordinary. It was awesome. And what I don't know, and if you saw it, tweet me, Sports Writer, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, and I'll have Tom research it. I was watching. They didn't show it. I want to know if Goff and McVay met on the field. I want to know if there was an exchange. Because I think the cameras would have showed us that. Because the way that McVay treated Goff on the way out, there's always, it's, 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 it's part of the job. It's part of the business. You got to, if you're McVay, walk up to Jared Goff, take it, and be like, nice game, man. Way, way to go. Good luck ne- next week. Did that happen? There was a rather lengthy exchange between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. I did not see one. I may have missed it. I did not see one between McVay and Goff. Who's going further, Texans or Packers? Texans. Packers. That Maybe. sums up I our guess. relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a little. It could be either. They're both really fun. And what a different way to. Both, they're both young, though. I mean, Packers are a young football team. But obviously, Jordan Love's had some time to chill. Let's uh, let's keep the NFL playoff talk going with our guy Joe Theismann, legendary quarterback, friend of the show, joins us next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.